Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Song of New Covenant Academy, joined by Pastor Ted, and we are uh, continuing with part two of our, uh, our podcast on the five essential elements of high achieving students. In the first part, we talked about three aspects, and they are physical fitness, motivation, and good study skills or intellectual development. Um, and this session, we're going to talk about two other aspects, and I'll right. begin with the, the first one here. So this is the fourth element of right. the five uh, elements of high-achieving students, mm -hmm. which is prioritization. And I think what I mean by that is knowing what's more important and beneficial in the long run. Um, so prioritization has to do with figuring out what's important and what's not, mm -hmm. and put it in a rank or order, and then really the most important part, holding yourself accountable to that. Yes. Uh, and I, do, I know that children and adults have different priorities. Mm -hmm. um, I think if someone were to ask me what my priorities are today, it would be God, family, and friends. Mm -hmm. God, family, and friends. I, I don't know. Then everything else kind of comes into, uh, they, they all fall under below that. Mm -hmm. But if you ask our teenagers or even younger kids, what's the most important thing in your life? I mean, I've heard kids say things like Roblox to uh, my computer to, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard my computer a lot. My computer is important to me or my cell phone. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they don't have the right priorities. And, and it's our job, right, as teachers mm -hmm. and adults to really tell them, hey, those aren't the most important things in your life. Mm -hmm. And give them opportunities to rank and order what's really, really important. Yeah. Um, like you said, how do you rank the, the important values of your life? God, family, friends, great. Um, I have a little twist on that. God, definitely. But family, I've compartmentalized it. Mm. I would say wife and then kids. Here's the reason why. Uh, I'm, I'm, I should be an empty nester even though my old one, older one leaves, lives with us in our house. Um, our lives are very different. He's more interested in his friends than us, mm. right? On a Thursday night, his priority is to find something to do with his friends mm. rather than stay home and have dinner or, or you know, watch TV with his mom or me. And what, what hurts me a lot is that my wife is the other way. She really wants to spend time with him. She sees that his childhood, you know, before he gets married is coming to an end. She wants to spend more time, go on vacation together, eat more, and all that stuff. So I prioritize my wife more mm. because I sure, see sure. her uh, being so committed to him, but she's not receiving the same commitment. So I try to be more committed to her. I'm, I'm absolutely in uh, agreement with you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, but like you said, kids have different priorities. Yeah. I asked a question like, hey, if your house caught on fire, what would you grab? Number one thing kids these days? Cell phones. They would f grab their phone and computers, one of those, you know, technological right. uh, tools. Rather, like for us, it used to be pictures. Well, there, there was a time now, when my house was less than, well, right. our houses yeah. were, uh, we were 50 feet away from uh, wildfire. Right. And when the fire department came and knocked on our door and said, you got mm -hmm. five minutes to vacate, leave, I didn't go and get the large screen TV I didn't go grab the computers. Mm -hmm. I, I grabbed one, wife and kids, mm -hmm. and then photos. Mm -hmm. 
I think, I think I just grabbed the albums and we took off. Because mm -hmm. that's memory, family is more important to me yeah. than anything else. Um, so my kids were helping me, the same fire, kids were helping me grab stuff. And they were saying, well, what do we grab? What do we grab? And I, I told uh, one of my kids to grab a little case we had with all the documents. You know, right. uh, so I told them to grab that. And then they go, what do we grab? We still had, you know, five minutes is a pretty long time, actually. Um, and uh, I said, grab photos. And my younger son started taking pictures off the wall. And I said, well, that's not what I meant. But so we got pictures. But if they had it their way, they would have grabbed their uh, computers, their phones, what have you. And uh, we had a dog at the time. I said, go grab the dog. Sure, sure, sure. You know, go grab the dog, right? Because it's a living being. I don't want it to burn up. Um, so we grabbed the dog and off we went. And, um, you know, so priorities, you know, I asked kids, hey, what would you do in a fire? And they would say, oh, well, I'll grab my computer. Yeah. I said, I go, how about, what about your mom? Yeah. You know, you know, what about whatever? And they go, well, my mom probably is already out there, right. so I'm right. not going to. But you can, you can tell that yeah. their priorities are not on important things. Right. So when we have these students at school and we mm -hmm. talk to them as to why the academics is important, mm -hmm. I think some kids might think that, well, it's important because of going to college. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think college, and I never say that college is the end of mm -hmm. uh, one's goal or the ultimate goal. It's just a path. Mm -hmm. So it's a stepping stone towards something greater. Mm -hmm. And you, you, as you know, not everybody needs to go to college to do great things in life. Mm -hmm. So um, I try to tell the kids that your priority is um, really should be similar to uh, that of any decent adult with the right mindset, especially mm -hmm. as a Christian, faith, family. And then some people put work. Mm -hmm. Right, but I think I I, thought I like to put friends there first. Mm -hmm. But I think the next part, I would say the fourth aspect in my opinion, is either career, ministry, whatever we do, teaching, mm -hmm. profession, and for students, it's got to be academics because right. that's who they are. They're students, mm -hmm. right? Uh, they're not athletes. Mm -hmm. They're not. Uh, they don't have jobs like you know they're going to be uh, mm -hmm. doing things for the rest of their lives. They're students. Mm -hmm. They're learning something. They're studying something right. and looking for opportunities or paths or careers or mm -hmm. college or whatever. Some of those doors are going to open up for them, but they have to be prepared. Right. But that's not their priority. Their mm -hmm. priority is immediate self-gratification, right. right? Pleasure, games, right. maybe hanging out with friends, Yeah. but sometimes too much, right? Mm -hmm. So just an example, I mean, we're not a really high-achieving uh, athletic school. We would like to be because yes. it's important to be well-rounded that way. But I remember one year when um, we did rather well on the basketball team. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, these kids were so fixated on doing well in basketball, they forgot why they were here at school. So they wanted to skip instruction and, and do more mm practices or, or whatever. And I said, hey, your first responsibility here is to be a good student because you're a student. That's your, that's your occupation, if right. you will. Uh, and I had to kind of pump the brakes a little bit. Um, academics and going to college isn't everything, but now in this time and age, 
having college education is basically the elementary education that they need. Equivalent of yeah. having high school education some 20, 30 years right. ago. So I said, you know, you might not need it and you might not even use it, but you need to at least get that college education because uh, it opens doors. And a lot of things, like let's say you want to do something, most uh, uh, worthwhile companies require a bachelor's degree. So, so going back to the basketball issue, mm -hmm. Would you say that, and I, I think this is a fair statement, I, I'm sure you would agree that we may have more permanent priorities, mm -hmm. whereas the students, their priorities are constantly changing. Yeah. And it's really almost selfish, right? Like, right. what do I like and what, mm -hmm. at the moment? What, mm -hmm. what will I, and, and especially when the students become mm -hmm. teenagers, you know, how do my friends and the opposite gender how do they think of me? Yeah. What's their perception of me? So mm -hmm. those kind of things kind of, and it's, it's unfair to, for them to have a really, really permanent yeah. priority. But I think we do need to tell them that mm -hmm. some of those priorities that they feel are important to them at that age and at that moment mm -hmm. are really secondary, tertiary, mm -hmm. fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh kind of a, they mm -hmm. should come into that list in that order rather mm -hmm. than being at the top. Right. Like we said, academics isn't everything, but that should be their primary occupation. They're spending yeah. 46 hours, 60 hours yeah. a week on it every so, week. So, like, you know, school life is academics, uh, social life, athletics, and all these different things. But you have to rank them in order of importance. And, you know, at our school, if the kid is suffering academically, we don't let them play sports. Right. We have a high uh, requirement. Right. It's, it's public schools, you have to have a 2.0. C. Not us. You know, you have to do much better than yeah. that. I think, I think we're at 3.0 no. or 3.3. Uh, if, if we see them, we don't have a set GPA, but if a kid is a pretty much straight A student and now they're getting two, three Bs, then we get on them. Yeah. They right. shouldn't slip because right. of the athletics. Uh, so, but, you know, not to say that those things aren't worthwhile. I think it helps to well-round the student. Um, that team that really did well, uh, they happened to be my son's, uh, son's team as well as your yeah. son, Timothy's team. So sometimes they gather and sometimes I, I get to talk to them. Even at a funeral that we were all at, they were like, Pastor Ted, wasn't that your fun? And they talk yeah. about it and yeah. they, they, they root themselves together in that memory. So it's cool and it's, it's awesome to have that kind of success. But they can all enjoy having that kind of conversation because they've... They all made it to college. Yeah, they all made it to college and they, uh, relatively speaking, none of them right. slipped and, right. and they're good individuals. Yeah. So, yeah, prior, prioritizing... Yeah. Uh, to one's uh, circumstance, yeah. it's, it's important. Yeah. So the other aspect of, of prioritization is managing your time, mm -hmm. right? Because, uh, yes, you place certain things in the right order, mm -hmm. and now you have to manage each day. The mm -hmm. 24 hours that, were give, that, are, that God has fairly given to every single person, mm -hmm. he, every person has to manage their time well. Right. And I think that that's where parents come into conflict with students, mm -hmm. uh, their own children, because they're saying, well, place academics on a higher priority than your games, mm -hmm. if you will, and take care of that before you play games or don't play at all. Mm -hmm. But the kids will say invariably, well, let me play the games first and then mm -hmm. I will study. Mm -hmm. 
right? Until wee hours in the morning, three in the morning, four in the morning. So they try to negotiate these things mm -hmm. with the parents. And I think it's, it's a non-negotiable. I think the kids mm -hmm. are being, students are being selfish. And if there's any student who's watching this and you may think, well, you don't understand. No, I do understand mm -hmm. because, because you're missing the point. Mm -hmm. um, so time management is important. And I think the vast majority of students actually waste a lot of time. Sure. So um, when somebody asks me how I manage time, I didn't know that the mm -hmm. system that I thought was my own system has a name behind it, and, and mm -hmm. it's supposed to be something that Elon Musk is using. They call mm -hmm. it the time blocking. Mm -hmm. um, I share this with our teachers without even knowing that it's called mm -hmm. time blocking. So what I do is I brainstorm as to, geez, what are all the things that I need to do today? Mm -hmm. Write that down and then prioritize it, highlight it. Mm -hmm. And then I look at my daily calendar, you know, Mm -hmm. 9 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., you know, by every 30 minutes, and I mm -hmm. start to go like, I, I'm going to meet this person at 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. I'm going to finish this task at 1 o'clock. I'm, I'm actually going to finish this by 3 o'clock and just kind of lay things out so that I kind of mm -hmm. know where I'm going rather than, geez, what am I going to do today? And just mm -hmm. start addressing everything that comes to my mind mm -hmm. uh, because there are some things that I can't do at the moment, some mm -hmm. things that need to be scheduled because it needs to get done with other people in, mm -hmm. in play. So this time blocking, if, if you want to look it up, uh, I'm not promoting this product, but there's even a time blocking uh, um, planner mm -hmm. that they sell uh, yeah. at Amazon. So there's a way to manage your time more effectively. Mm -hmm. I don't think that everything in life has to go onto a, the to-do list and gets checked off because right. life isn't like that. But mm -hmm. having some general outline Mm -hmm. as to what that day is going to look like because mm -hmm. of your priorities have been set straight and you have ordered them and you have kind of scattered them throughout the day as mm -hmm. to when to do what task. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be very helpful and I think that's mm -hmm. something that our students need to learn. Yeah. So uh, like, like you, there's lots of systems out mm -hmm. there and yeah. um, not using it I think is the biggest mistake. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I used to... Um, be really religious about this. I, I haven't in a while, but uh, there was a thing called a life scheduler. It basically not only tells you uh, to block out times, but tells you to write out the vision, the reason why you're doing mm -hmm. it, uh, and write that down. And afterwards, you review it and see if that vision got met uh, as you did this or not done, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, so. I had my staff, when I was pastoring a much larger church, and I had many staff do the same thing. I said, you know, I can't tell you every day to do this right. or do that. I want you to write out what you want to do or what, you, what needs to be done uh, according to your job, and then write out your own vision, your own motivation, if you will. So it's a combination of motivation as well as prioritization. And, um, and it worked well, and now, even though I don't write it down, that's how I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, so you have it blocked out in hours. I honestly don't. I have it blocked out in the morning, the afternoon, uh, in the I evening. Do, but I do it by 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty I good. Know. Yeah. I know. I've shared my uh, 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 planner with some people, and they're like, oh, my God, how do you uh, live like this? But uh, I've gotten to a point where if I don't do that, I usually mm. drop things. Mm. I drop the ball here and there, and mm. that sometimes could mean something more significant and more serious as your leadership yeah. responsibility grows. Well, obviously, you are in charge of many staff. Right. So I think you need to be that meticulous. Whereas 
I work largely independently of everybody else. Well, so, but, yeah. but, but the uh, point is, even uh, for our students, we yeah. need some kind of a, we recommend having some yeah. kind of a, a priority list that's yeah. pretty, um, I would say, cross-cultural. Mm. And it's really not about age, but it's, mm. it's really what a, a decent individual would yeah. need to have. Well, I'm not saying I'm, I don't organize stuff. Like, I, I oh, can tell you, yeah, like, yeah. like, hey, what Mondays are for? Right, right, right. Uh, you know, Monday, I can tell you, my, my priorities get a good night's sleep. Because over the weekend, I do ministry, right. and uh, yeah. I just, you know, people need downtime. So yeah. uh, Mondays, you know, almost every day I'm not in here at the crack of dawn because I got to do my pastoral work. Yeah. But then Monday morning, he said, I don't make videos for my church that I do every other day. I get a good night's sleep. I, I wake up sometimes 9 o'clock, which is a rarity because I'm usually up by 4.30. So I feel refreshed, and then I come here, and then I work on Monday morning. I'm working on the, the Friday chapel. Uh, there's a series going on, but I work on the message. Usually I'm done with my teaching outline and script on Monday. And in the afternoon, I look, look at uh, the, the emails that came in over the weekend from Fridays, whatever that I, you know, I deal with, you know, athletics here. So get that done. And then on Tuesday, I start, yeah. you know, on, on my message at church. Uh, but but yeah. whether it's your system uh -huh. or my system or somebody else's mm -hmm. system, I think if we asked the vast majority of our students, mm -hmm. do you have a system in place? Mm -hmm. I think the answer is going to be no. Yeah. It definitely is no for most and, kids. And there have been times when... I think you remember, we used to create those planners and right. hand out to all the students, right. but none of them will use them. And yeah. they're actually thrown here and there, even though school paid for it, and yeah. say, hey, here's a gift, you got to use it. That was a great planner, too. And they wouldn't use it. Yeah. And, and, and so I think um, there, there's some level of maturity has to come into priority, yeah. prioritizing sure. things and, and sticking to the plan. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's what we want to develop uh, as early as middle school mm -hmm. and certainly by high school. Mm -hmm. Because when they're beyond high school and on mm -hmm. their own, you know, if, imagine what college is like. Mm -hmm. Mom's not there. Dad's not there. Right. Pastor Ted's not there. <laughs> Dr. Song certainly isn't there. Um, I, I sometimes wish that I should like make a portrait of myself and like like give it to the graduates so they could put it on the wall. They might use it as a dart, dartboard, but something that says almost like, I'm watching you like Uncle Sam, you know? Uh, well, no one's there. Mm. So they have everything is up to them. And if they're not self-managing, I think that's one of the reasons, that's mm. probably the key reason why kids fail at college yeah. and drop out. Uh, I, I hate to keep talking about my kids, but you know this. Did your son no, no. fail? And no, 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 no. That, okay. When, I when, was, when I, they were in college, you know this. I used to have them write me an email every day. Mm. Do you remember that? Yes, um, yes. My son hated it, but right. I said, I want you to tell me what you did, right. what you have to do today, and what you're going to do tomorrow. So the reason why I did that is because I wanted to have them be accountable. It's one thing to not go to class. It's another thing to not go to class and tell your dad you went, right? So sometimes my kids were good mm -hmm. about it. They would skip class and write down, I, I didn't go to class. 
what I was going to do, what I didn't did. And I would ask him, hey, how come you didn't go to class? Wow. And then I would get on him. And um, the things I tell our seniors, I don't know if you remember, I said, hey, when you go to college, you go to class, and if you don't fall behind your reading, you're ready, you're academically capable yeah. of handling it. But once you start missing classes mm -hmm. and fall behind on reading, yeah. it's not like high school, you're reading few pages, you're reading sometimes hundreds of pages, and if you fall behind a week or two, you're behind three, yeah. 400 pages, you're never gonna yeah. catch up. Um, so I had them and, on And schedule. sadly, some of these uh -huh. larger public universities uh, almost, in my opinion, promote students from not showing up because they mm -hmm. start selling notes. Right. There are professional note takers. Mm -hmm. uh, in case you miss a class, you pay mm -hmm. only like a buck or two, a buck fifty or something, mm -hmm. and you could get that class note mm -hmm. delivered to your email box. Mm -hmm. And I think that just kind of gives wiggle mm -hmm. room for the kids to not show up to class. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that's deadly over yeah. time. Yeah, so that system got my kids to not skip many classes. I mean, they could have lied and said they went, but well, like they, I said. Well, your kids are not going to lie. It's, to it's tough to yeah. not go and then write to your dad, you yeah. did go. And um, they all finished in four years, yeah. which is a rarity these yeah. days. Yeah. Uh, and they did well. And I, tell, I asked them, and they said, well, they didn't like it, but they were grateful. Well, you you yeah. held them accountable. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so as we're talking about the five elements of highly effective students, mm -hmm. in the first part, of the podcast, we talked about um, physical fitness, mm -hmm. motivation, mm -hmm. and having good intellectual development slash study mm -hmm. skills. Mm -hmm. And in this podcast, we're talking about having um, setting priorities, right? And then holding yourself accountable to it, and having a system, mm -hmm. system so that you could execute and manage your time, right? Okay. So uh, all these areas require probably very extensive discussions. We could probably mm -hmm. talk about each one at great length, but mm -hmm. due to the time constraints, we are trying to minimize and just mm -hmm. share our personal experiences and insights so that this will be much, much easier for you to digest. Mm -hmm. The last component that we want to talk about is having good relational skills. I think um, relational skills will mm -hmm. take people so much more further yes. in life than just being smart mm -hmm. or just being good at some Thing that they know how to do. You got to know how to get along with others. Right. Uh, your nomad is an island. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you can't do things on your own. So at NCA, what we're trying to teach our students is, is to have a good relationship with friends, also good rapport with the teachers, because mm -hmm. we're not against our students. We're sure. for them. Sure. Uh, we're on their team, but they sometimes misperceive us yeah. as it's us against them. It's teachers against the students kind of thing. But, but we're not. And, mm -hmm. and at, even at home, too, I think the students sometimes misperceive parents as, oh, my gosh, these parents are just nagging uh, uh, mm -hmm. um, old people uh, right. who, who's out to get me. Uh, mm -hmm. They're, they're, they're uh, infringing on my freedom and they're, they're restraining me. Oh, my gosh, I can't wait to get out of the house when I go to college. They don't realize that they need to, they need to first of all, figure out who's really for them. Mm -hmm who's really for them. And if you objectively look at you know, students, um, if they look at their life, the people who are surrounding them, mm -hmm. usually the adults, say teachers, uh, parents, pastors, grandparents, mm -hmm. uncles, they're all for them. Mm -hmm. We may not give into to exact, uh, every desire that they may have, but we're really trying to 
speak sense into them, share our wisdom with them. Mm -hmm. So if those students respond positively, say to me, mm -hmm. boy, I have so much more I want to give them. There's so mm -hmm. much more wealth of information and wisdom I want to share. Mm -hmm. Open doors for them, if you will. Mm -hmm. But if they think that I'm against them, they don't even make eye contact. Mm -hmm. uh, they show attitude, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, when you point something out like a dress code or something mm -hmm. or haircut, they throw their head back and roll their eyes. Their body language speaks mm -hmm. so much loudly about how mm -hmm. they feel about uh, what I'm doing for them. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm a human being too. Sure. I want to be consistently support. I want to be consistent mm -hmm. supporting. But sometimes I'm like, hey, if you hate it that much, right. maybe I want to stay out of your life. Mm -hmm. So building that relationship with others is, mm -hmm. is critical. Now you're a pastor and you develop, you're, you're a relational mm. building person. Right. Um, wh what do you think is, 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 is one thing that you want your students to know? What is the one thing about building a relationship with you or mm. with others that you really want to uh, teach them and, 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 and guide them? I, it's actually a real thing that I do all the time. I said, you got to commit to the relationship. Huh. You can't expect uh, people who say they love you and care about you to always chase you and give you things you need. You got to also be committed in that relationship. So I tell the kids, I will hardly ever like summons you from your class to have a conversation unless there was an issue. But if you want to grow our relationship, you have to come into my office mm -hmm. and you have to mm -hmm. talk to me. So I said, I'm open. I have a little sign on my door that says, Welcome, come on in. I have one that says, I'm out or, right. I'm, you know, do Busy not disturb. Or something. But I have, I, my door is almost always open. Mm. And uh, I said, you got to commit to it and come in. And, and we, we have silly talks. I make fun of them sometimes. Uh, but we have, in those conversations, it ends up being fruitful one because those conversations lead to something more meaningful. You know, you know uh -huh. something, something that I found uh, recently in, in academic research mm -hmm. is that people, uh, people with good people skills mm -hmm. who know how to develop good relationships mm -hmm. are much, much happier people. Sure. Yeah. Now, that sounds obviously, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. but, but we don't really think of it that way mm -hmm. sometimes. We think that... Um, um, that um, as long as you're good at something, mm -hmm. the people are going to just like you automatically mm -hmm. and they're going to gravitate towards you and they're going to mm -hmm. consider you a leader or the right. best player or the best person in the company. But mm -hmm. you could be the best person in the company in terms of like mm -hmm. uh, production or the value you bring to the company, but you might be that one person that everybody hates. Yeah. And that, I don't think mm -hmm. that's a healthy place that you, you want to yeah. be in. And also kids are finding out, like uh, these uh, college-bound kids, they come and tell me, Pastor Ted, can you write me a recommendation? Mm. I said, you know what? I will be kind and warm, but I have to be honest. Um, and I will write you one. And I tend to write more favorable ones than probably what they but deserve. But it's difficult to... But I said, you can't come and ask me if you don't have a relationship with me. Mm. I still do it because I'm a pastor. And part of our responsibility. Yeah. I, I tell the kids now, you're going to have to ask for recommendation letters from your teachers. I said, we don't have a lot of students here, but, you know, the science teacher or the history teacher, him and her, they're going to get lots of requests for recommendation Rec letters. letters. And if you don't have a relationship with them, 
I know they'll probably still write you one, but how much more would they write with enthusiasm yeah. when you're good with them, yeah. when you have a rapport with yeah. them, when you have a relationship with them? Yeah. So I tell them even now, I don't want you to go and kiss their behinds, but go and develop a relationship. Say hi, talk to them. They're yeah. human beings. Make eye contact. You know, yeah, and, uh, and, and share life together. When you do that, yeah. people will be more favorable. Like yeah. People uh, succeed in careers more, not because of where they graduated from, but how they perform when they get into those yeah. jobs. Because yeah. you want to build a relationship. Right. And as you said, it's not a, some <clears throat> momentary, mm. superficial thing. You're really trying to connect with people. <clears throat> Pardon mm. me. And that connection <clears throat> requires commitment, but it also sometimes requires manners. Yes, absolutely. Good manners. Yeah. <clears throat> Every morning when I'm... I, I, wait, I think Jason and <clears throat> I are good friends because we don't overstep our friendship. Does that sound right? Yeah, we, we, we have a certain uh, respect for each other. Yeah. Um, more practically, even in the mornings when I greet students uh -huh. getting out of the car uh -huh. and coming on campus, uh -huh. there are kids who have their earbuds on, who won't make eye contact, who won't dress properly, and when you say good morning, they <clears throat> grunt. They don't say hi. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult to love students like that. Yeah. But then there are those who would at least smile and greet and say hello mm -hmm. and golly there are kids who will say how are you doing today mm -hmm. or they might say oh i like your tie mm -hmm. as much as i say i like the ribbon on your hair mm -hmm. they said i like your tie I li you know just mm -hmm. that kind of just casual yeah, talk being nice kind yeah yeah so i think relations will open so many doors for so many students mm -hmm. um and that requires the students to be, in my opinion, less selfish yeah. and seeing, looking at life a little bit less from their own perspective yeah. and understanding that there's that mutuality, there's yeah. that relationship component, there's that, yeah. hey, you know, I, I scratch your back and you could scratch my back. I, I think that's, yeah. not, that's a fair thing to say, right? Yeah. Uh, isn't there a phrase that says, uh, take care of the people around you and then they'll take care of you? Right. It's, it's, it's the golden rule principle. Sure. Um, um, Jesus said it so aptly. Um, so we're going to conclude with that, mm -hmm. uh, but just recap the five elements of highly effective students, high achieving students is physical fitness, motivation, study skills or intellectual development, fitting to their grade level and mm -hmm. you know what they need to do at school, prioritization and time management, and relational skills. Um, as I said, um, these individual components could uh, be discussed at length, hours at a time, with thousands and thousands of different uh, um, examples and stories. But uh, we hope that people who have watched this podcast are going to get it and think about those five things. And if you're a parent, um, think about your, uh, 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 how you're doing with these five topics mm -hmm. and then relate that to the kids. Uh, your own children and and work on it uh, these things require work right uh, it's not something that comes automatically to us and we have to even force ourselves to to work on it and and uh, I want to thank Pastor Ted for joining uh, this podcast and sharing his insight and we hope that you will continue to stay tuned to some of our additional podcasts that will be coming and they will be uh, very helpful to parenting and guiding our children to become the leaders that we expect them to be. 
So thank you once again, and this is Dr. Song of New Covenant Academy with Pastor Ted. Have yourself a good day.